congregation, young people, you know there is a Passover feast in the Old Testament. The lamb is roasted. By the blood is smeared on the doorpost. By the people eat the bitter herbs. That points to the death of Christ. We know that. It also points to the Lord's Supper in the New Testament. So the Passover meal points to the Lord's Supper meal. But the Lord's Supper itself also points to something else. Did you know that? The Lord's Supper points to heaven. But the Lord is gathered with his people. But his soul to speak, eat and drink with him. But more. The Lord's Supper also points to the new earth. To the new kingdom. To the place where God that we are now, not only for the soul, but also the body. So the Lord's Supper points to the kingdom of God, to the new earth. Behold, I create new heavens and earth with righteousness. Nobody shall say, Know the Lord, the will know the Lord. And they'll also physically be there bodily be there and in their bodies sacrifice and rejoice in God. So they see a link between the Lord's Supper and the kingdom. Did you see it also in our, in our chapter? Luke 22, verse 15 and 16. Luke 22, 15 and 16. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat it of until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So far, eating the Passover meal, two thoughts, with great desire on earth. Verse 15, he said unto them, with desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, and simply fulfilled in the future kingdom. Again, fulfilled in the future kingdom. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat of until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Congregation, the Lord Jesus did not wait for disciples to plan the Passover meal. He did not wait for them. He took the initiative himself and he sent Peter and John to the city of Jerusalem. And he told them that he wanted to eat the Passover there with his disciples. So the Lord Jesus took the initiative 
It was his will. It was his joy. It was his love. And they asked him where he wanted the Passover to eat the Passover. And it appears that Christ already had a house in mind with a large upper room with much privacy. So he told the disciples, if you enter into the city, you see a man with a pitch on his head, don't say anything, just follow him, follow him to that house, follow him into the house, and tell them where the room, ask them where the room is, where the master can have the Passover. And so they did. The Lord had already spoken to the apparent owner of the room, and the Lord Jesus did not take an all, but he makes Peter willing. And he also inclined the heart of the man to make this room available for the Lord Jesus and his disciples. Christ was in charge. He was organized. And he longed, he longed for one more time to sit at the table with his disciples. He loved to have fellowship with his disciples before his suffering. In the original, it's as literally as it is translated in King James, with two times the word desire. He said unto them, with desire I have desired. You would say that is not thou said. You would say with fervent desire or something. No, in the original it says, with desire I have desired. It's actually an Old Testament way of saying things. It means strong, fervent, heartfelt, real. Strong. So the Lord Jesus expressed his longing, his desire. He said to his disciples, I have a real desire to sit at the table with you once more. I really liked it. I really wanted it. I desire it. I desire So the Lord Jesus did not experience the Lord's Supper. He was going to institute as a duty, as something that he had to institute or that he had to bring on. No, it was his love. He loved himself. He did. He sat with his disciples at the table, not only for them, to comfort them, to teach them, to please them, but he liked it himself. The Lord Jesus loved himself to sit at the table with his disciples. Why did he desire this? He loved to satisfy them. And he loved to be honored by their joy. How fitting it now would have been if the disciples would have responded with, and we have a strong desire as well. We have a strong desire as well. I don't hear that. 
they were God's children. They were made alive. They had been regenerated by the Holy Spirit. They're still sold under sin. They're still struggling. They're still falling asleep during prayer. That type of people. They still have lack of understanding. And they are the people that is leaving their first love too often. And the Lord Jesus is saying that he longs for them. And there's a strong desire to sit at the table with them. Such a people. Arguing who was the best and the highest in authority. Yet Jesus loved them from eternity. And he felt so close to them. No matter what they did. And what they said. He knew that they would all flee. He knew Peter would deny him. It did not make his love any less. He still loved them with strong love. He loved them and once more he wanted to sit at the same table and see them with his human eyes, listen to them, converse with his friends, having their fellowship one more time or one more time before he died. John often referred to him as the one who loved him. That was John's secret. It was John's joy. Not his love for him, but his love for John. And that's also true at the Lord's Supper table. The Lord likes his people to sit at the table, but he loves it more than they do. He was going to suffer for them gladly so. Are you a disciple of this Savior? Do you know something of him spiritually? Has he been revealed to your heart? Did your heart go out unto him, the Savior? Did you enjoy him, treasure him, marvel at him? Was he the greatest? Did you highly esteem him? Is he worth everything? If that's true, if you have a truth right and also a divine right, the Lord Jesus is willing to express in this morning that he has a strong desire for you, that he wants you at the table. He really desires her. Where desire have desired. So, people of the Lord, do not disappoint the Savior. Don't let your chair be empty. Don't forego this. The Lord Jesus has expressed his love for you. Don't deny that. Don't withdraw yourself. Don't turn your back to that. It's a wonder. 
to you that he loved you first. But he keeps loving. Don't think that he is unfaithful. He keeps loving and makes you to love him. Do not disappoint him, Church of God. He loves intensely that you at the table. Don't sin against his love. He has given his life. He's given his blood for you. So meditate on that. That Christ has a strong desire. He said unto them, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Brings to the second part. Fulfilled in the future kingdom. What do we read in verse 16? I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And look at verse 18. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God is come. Now when is that? Does the kingdom come when the Lord Jesus dies? No. Turn the page and look at verse 30 that he may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. So when you compare this to verse 30, you must come to the conclusion that this eating is the eating in the kingdom, which is the future kingdom, which is the kingdom of God, it's all our it is the kingdom that God's people are physically present. Physically present. The Lord's Supper is linked in the Bible to the second coming. Also in 1 Corinthians 11. For as often as ye eat his bread, and drink this cup, you do, you, you do show the Lord's death till he come. See, till he come. When he comes again, then it is fulfilled. Then you don't need a Lord's Supper anymore. Then you have the Lord's Supper in reality. Then it is fulfilled. So the Lord Jesus is not only speaking of the fellowship on earth, not only talking about the fellowship in heaven, but about what's more than that. After heaven, there's more. As you know, our forefathers called heaven an incomplete perfection. It is, it, is, it is perfect in heaven. There is still more. The king has, has not come yet. The Lord Jesus has not met with his disciples bodily. So let us think about that this morning. 
that God's people will die, as we all have to. That they dust will return to dust. But on the day of the resurrection, they will receive their body back. They will also have their eyes again, their natural, physical, bodily eyes. And then with their physical existence, they will praise God. Like Adam and Eve in paradise with their body. So God's people also receive a body with their bodies. So certainly proof in Job 19. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. In my flesh I shall, shall see God. See? The blessing. You think of yourself. You think of dying. You think of deteriorating. You think of getting backwards and then eventually die. And you, then you think of your, of your funeral. That is hard to consider. But it is a comfort in the Lord's Supper. The Lord is saying in the Lord's Supper, I will sit with you at the table bodily, physically, with your body. It will be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Christ was perfect. His disciples are not. Christ was in his body suffering. The disciples are also suffering. But the disciples, but one time, have a flawless body and a perfect heart. The Lord's Supper is meant as a tool to be prepared for the kingdom. Life on earth is meant as a preparatory time for the kingdom that is coming. We see the Lord Jesus will be physically present and God's children will be conformed to Christ. It will include sinless hearts and flawless bodies. So in their bodies, yes, in their bodies, in their bodies, they will have no restraint on the joy of worship within. There will be a body that is also experiencing the longing and the love. May the Lord give us a foretaste of what is coming, that God's people love his appearing, love his appearing. The Lord's Supper does not only tell us of the communion in heaven, but also the bodily communion, that fellowship will be real.
as free as it can be. Revelation 19. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. So the best is still coming. After death, God's children are taken into heaven. This day, today, you will be in paradise. But there's so much more coming. To see in your own eyes, with your own body, the Lord, and have communion with him. So I meet with the real Jesus, also in the body. So at the table, it is not so far yet. At the table, it is a spiritual communion. But the body of Jesus is not here. And our bodies are limited. But in the new kingdom, it will be fulfilled. The promise will be fulfilled. And then the real communion will be there. That God will be seen. That Christ is present. That God's people have new bodies. And that they may enjoy his presence. So when you sit at the table, people of God also lift up your hearts in heaven to where Christ is. And think of the new heaven. Think of the new earth. Think of the place of righteousness. Think of the place that that your body still have no consequences of sin, no death, no tears, no pain, no short breath, no nausea, no handicaps, nothing. The Lord set points to that. The Lord set points to the time that God will be all in all and have his people with him forever and ever without end. Goes on and on into eternity. Eating the Passover with great desire on earth and fulfilled in the future kingdom. Amen.